0: And use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm talking all about how to raise secure adults. And I think that's what we really want more than anything is how can I raise a secure adult that feels good, that's happy, because it's a big responsibility. But we know as adults that being happy and being secure is the end all be all. And that's what we're all looking for. So I'm going to give you a few ideas The big overarching idea, I believe, is that we need one person to believe in us as children. We need one ardent supporter. We need somebody who believes in us no matter what and who is by our side. And when we believe those things, then we feel better about ourselves because we know that somebody sees the goodness in us and somebody sees us for who we are. And somebody recognizes that we are a great person. So if we can be that person and it doesn't have to be two people. So if you're a single mom or a single dad, it can just be you. And there are many psychologists out there who say these exact words to their patients. My therapist says it to me. Your kids need one secure person, one person to help them get through this life in order to be well adjusted. So if you can view yourself as that person, as always being on your child's side, as always having their back, as being their supporter, if every decision you make points to that idea, then you're doing them such a service in the way of security. So that's the one main overarching idea. The other idea, which kind of goes along with that, is this idea of unconditional love. So if you're fully supporting somebody, then you also are loving them unconditionally. But that means that you are not punishing them and you are not overpraising them and you are not rewarding them. You are there no matter what, even when they do the wrong thing, you're not disappointed. You're not judging them. You're not telling them what they've done is wrong and correcting them. Because it's hard to feel loved unconditionally if we're constantly being corrected or reprimanded or rewarded. If we're just supportive and we support our child in everything that they do, even at their worst moments, even if they hit, even if they say the mean, unkind thing, you're mean, I hate you, mommy. Even when they do those things, can we love them anyway? And do they feel that? We may think we're doing that. We may believe that we're loving our child unconditionally, but do they actually feel it? So that's another main idea. The other idea is trust. Your child needs to believe that you trust them in many ways. One way is that they need to believe that you trust them to take care of themselves, right? You trust them to put on their shoes you trust them to climb up the monkey bars you trust them to drive the car you trust them and when they feel trust then they will also trust you and trust is reciprocal so in this world of parenting we want a child who feels like they are trusted so I said to Esme because I want I've been begging her to come on the podcast so I'm hoping cross my fingers she'll come she keeps saying what am I going to say on there And I just keep saying, I'm going to ask you questions. Here's one of the questions I would ask you as me. What's the difference between the way in which I parent you and the way in which you see some of your stricter friends, parents, parent them. And the first thing out of her mouth was, mom, the difference is you trust me. And that was like music to my ears. My child believes that I trust her and I tell her all the time. I totally trust you as me. I know you're going to make the best decision for you. And if you don't, we'll figure it out. And she truly believes that. And I think because I trust her, she wants to make sure that she's doing the right thing because she doesn't want to, you know, validate that trust. And does that mean that she's going to be perfect? No, but that trust between us helps keep her safe when she's a teenager. So just a side note to that but trust. Does your child believe you trust them? Trust them to make right decisions? Trust them to do things for themselves? Trust them to solve their own problems? Trust them to be their own advocate? Do they believe that you believe that they are able to do things and do it in the right way? We want children who can take care of themselves, right? We want children who can grow into adults who can pay their bills, grow into adults who can have successful relationships, grow into adults who can you know navigate the world and not have you know too much strife we're all going to have strife but to have you know as little strife as they can and how do we do that it's giving them responsibility now to take control of their own life and it can start at a young age i remember pia was really little and she liked to cook a lot and i started letting her chop with a really sharp knife at a very young age and some adult friends of mine were like you can't let her have the knife and I was like, well, I've taught her how to use the knife and we use, you know, crab fingers. And she was really good at it at a very early age. And it gave her a lot of self-confidence. She got in the kitchen and started cooking things and she felt very confident around it because she was given the skills and she was trusted. And she knew that I believed she could do it. Could she have gotten hurt? Could she have cut her finger? Absolutely. She totally could, but we scaffold this learning for her. And she really got into this cooking. So can you allow them to dress themselves? Can you allow them to brush their own teeth? Can you allow them to clean their own room when they're ready? Can you give them those responsibilities? Can they set their own bedtime and, you know, in early school age, where can you give them control over their life? And where can you give them opportunities to learn how to take care of themselves? Can they learn to do the laundry? It doesn't have to be chores and it doesn't have to be forcing a kid to do something where you're just dropping it in their lap. How can we scaffold them to get to a place where they can take care of themselves and they can take care of themselves also emotionally? And how do you create that? Well, if you have deep wells of empathy for your child while they're having these big feelings and emotions and going through turmoil as a child, if you can come with empathy and understanding to them Can they then believe that they can get through their big motions and their big feelings later on without you because you've helped them build resiliency around emotionality? And that's the biggest one. So if they believe you trust them and they believe you're on their side, and if they also believe that you'll be there for them emotionally because their big feelings aren't too big and too overwhelming, does that help them? Become more successful adults moving forward. Want to stop yelling? Take my online on demand workshop course, The Yelling Cure. This course, formerly known as How to Stop Yelling, is out at a very discounted price of $19.99. Learn my three pronged approach to eliminating yelling from your parenting for good. Head to the show notes and click the link and get started today. A child's life. Is an important time. It is the time they learn so many things. And when we do for them, and when we overparent or helicopter parent or fix things or get overly involved in their life, in their social life, or in their world, or in, in their homework, or in all aspects of their life. When we get overly involved, we also usurp many of the life lessons that they need to learn and should learn. But if we're hovering around and making things okay and intervening too much, then our children don't have an opportunity to learn how to navigate the world on their own. They don't learn how to navigate their social situations because their parents are getting too involved. They don't learn how to do their homework because their parents are constantly on them. And so they can't fail. So if we can zoom out and be supportive, but not usurp their opportunities to learn in life, then we are doing them a disadvantage if we're getting too involved and we're actually doing them a service if we actually pull back some. Does that mean don't parent? Does that mean walk away? No, that means be there supportively, but don't be overbearing. Now, does this mean that your child's never going to make mistakes? Well, let's hope not. I hope they make mistakes. I hope they make lots of mistakes. I hope they do the wrong thing all the time because without doing the wrong thing all the time and without making mistakes, they're not learning. And this life, this young life of theirs, zero to 18, that is where they need to learn so much because once they leave the house, the stakes are high. It's hard to recover from a mistake when you're over 18 or when you're 25 or when you're 35 if you make it zero to 18, we're there to help you pick up the pieces. We're there to help you get better and do better next time and try again. And we're there to watch you make the mistake again because mistakes are where we learn. And so I hope that your child makes mistakes. I know that they will. Mine do too. Those mistakes for us are really important moments to have a discussion and they're, they're teachable moments. And you know how we have that discussion and how we teach our kids is a whole other podcast. But they are opportunities for learning. So your child will still make mistakes, even if you do everything in this podcast and everything in all 130 of my podcasts. You'll still have a child who makes mistakes, and let's celebrate those so that we can have children that learn what it feels like to do something wrong and then learn what it feels like to fix that something wrong. Raising kids who are secure adults is our goal. And so if we can come with the idea that we can be their ardent supporter, that's the overarching theme here. If we can be the one person who's there with them, no matter what, and is there for them, no matter what, without being overbearing and without being a helicopter parent, if we can love them unconditionally, if we can instill this idea with trust that they trust us and we trust them and that we can model the ways in which we want them to take care of themselves and allow them opportunities to do tasks that maybe are a bit above their, what society would say a bit above their development, then we are giving them opportunities to learn how to take care of themselves. So keep all of these things in mind when you're thinking about your kids and how how can you help them survive in this world. And the best way is to let them experience life and let them learn how to do these things while we're there to catch them when they fall. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the peace and parenting podcast. I so very much appreciate you being here. And if you would love to leave a rating or a review, I would be so grateful either in iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and thank you for being part of this community. And I hope to see you next time. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org.